And here's what I want to ask you. What is holding you back? What is the thing that's holding you back from going after your dreams and from finding meaningful work you love? Aren't you ready to wake up to the possibilities that are in your life and go after the things you've dreamt of? It's time for you to feel alive again, lit up, and for you to know that you're deserving and you are worthy for the future that's waiting for you. I want you to feel fulfilled and find abundance in your life. I think it's time and I'm ready to help you get started. Now I'm your host, Kristen, of Building a Life You Love. And each week on the show, we're going to help you figure out how you do go after your dreams and find work you love. Here we go. Let's get started. Hi, and welcome back to another episode of Building a Life You Love. This is your host, Kristen. And today I am excited for this conversation because we're going to be talking about how do we stop overwhelm? How do we stop being busy and instead spend less time being productive? And then how do we make sure we're defining success for ourselves instead of just going along with the narrative around us? So this is a great conversation with how we can work less and just have more success and more contentment in our lives. So take a listen. Hi, today on the show, I would like to welcome Yvonne Dam. She is a performance coach, author, and she is the host of the live show, Be the CEO of Your Life. Welcome, Yvonne. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Happy New Year to you. And I think it's such a great conversation we're about to have around work-life balance and how do we not experience burnout as we go into the new year. I think it's something that we should all be revisiting regularly, but of course, this is a perfect time to have this conversation. So can you tell us a little bit about your journey and your story and kind of how you help people now? Yes, of course. Yes, my pleasure. So I have a 25 years history in corporate leadership positions, and I started as an international tax lawyer in one of the top three global audit firms. And maybe if you know tax lawyers and lawyers in general and audit firms, everything is around time is money. You need to be efficient, you know. So what did I do? I worked a lot and a bit more and I burned out. And as much as I would love to say that was the moment that my life changed completely, even though it changed, it didn't stop me from working a whole lot because basically I was addicted to my work. I was a workaholic. And over the years, it took me 15 years to beat that work addiction. Um, And over the years, every time I did a bit less, you know, every time I was confronted again with how much I worked, Until I had my own business and I decided one day I had enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I started my own business because I wanted more freedom and I still find myself working long hours, always thinking about work and I just don't want to do it anymore. And I, you know, (laughs) that's when the change really happened and it was so freeing that I now have help others so they don't have to struggle for 15 years. Mm, I so get that. I, obviously, I, you know, we all know lots of people that are workaholics or are just very busy and we let our schedules control us instead of us controlling our schedules often. And I'm, you know, very similar in that last year, well, I've, I've had my own business for many years, but then I took a full-time uh, gig for a couple of years that just ended, you know, last year. And so when I stepped back into full-time, you know, not having a full-time uh, contract, the first thing I did is I blocked off my Mondays and Fridays and it's not because I don't work. It's because I didn't want to have appointments and calls and interviews those days. 
I wanted to have that time for, you know, prepping and um, production or taking time off or whatever it might be. But I knew that I had to design the schedule I wanted instead of letting my schedule dictate my life, you know? And so what can you tell us first about that? Because a lot of busy people, you know, you're working with these high level, um, you know, people, what is it? What's the pitfall that's happening? What are the things why we keep making the excuses for having this burned out workaholic lifestyle? Well, there's a, a couple of reasons. First of all, it is glorified to be busy. You know, we're all, it's almost as if you can say, I'm busy, you're successful. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, but what it comes down to is that maybe you're doing a lot, but you're not necessarily doing the right things. And especially at the beginning of the year, we're already, you know, a lot of us think we want to do better. And remember that it all starts with you. If you are being healthy, if you look after yourself well enough, you perform better. So I always advise my clients, if you start planning a bit like you did, Mm -hmm. start with planning your personal Important things first. So, for example, if you really want to work out and you want to do it in the morning, plan it. Nothing can come in between. The mistake we often make is that we first plan our business. But guess what? Work never stops. Okay? So there's never room for you. So instead, turn it around. You're important. Your health is important. Your family may be very important. Plan those important matters first and then get to the business. And if there is less time, obviously, what will automatically start to happen is that you're going to shift. You're going to focus on those things that really need to happen and that make the biggest impact. Mm-hmm. And because you're doing that, you in itself are already saving time because a lot of that loose sand, that things that aren't really important are falling off your schedule and you can breathe again. hundred percent. I a hundred percent align with that. And I regularly talk about that on my podcast just today, actually uh, kicked off season two this morning on the podcast. And I literally talk about, you have to schedule in your vacations and your fun, your weekend getaways, lunch with your, you know, significant other or your girlfriends do it now. Like in other words, you know, don't wait because I a hundred percent have that same philosophy, which is if things are actually our priorities in our life, right. Which often has to do with relationships and people or should be, then those have to get put on the calendar because you're right. If not, it's scraps. We're leaving the most important things in our life for, you know, what's left over, which is usually not a lot. So I love, I love what you just shared. So can you tell me, what are some steps we can take when, we, if we find that we are glamorizing busyness in our lives, we aren't taking the time, like you said, to get healthy or to rest or to put the things that are important on our calendar? How do we stop doing that and start making better um, choices when it comes to scheduling and all this stuff? Yeah, well, there there are a couple of phases you can be in. You can um, really be done with being busy and working a lot. You know, that's I love that because then it's very easy to decide, like I did, no more, I'm going to change it and you're going to push through. If you're like in between, if you feel like, well, I should be working out more or I should be, but deep down you go like, I don't really care. You know, I think summer is a way long time. I don't care. I don't need to work out. It gets a bit harder. Doesn't really matter where you are. 
but a couple of things you need to do when you want to stop being busy. It's the beginning of the year, so we're all busy with goal setting. Now, one of the things that a lot of us do is we set these big, ambitious goals. Mm -hmm. Amazing. But if you want to do less, I highly encourage you to ask yourself, what's the number one thing that has the biggest positive impact on me or my business or my job right now? One thing, okay? You write that down. Then the next thing is, okay, what actions or activities do I need to take to get to that one specific thing? Again, very specific, limited actions, okay? Then what's the knowledge or experience I need to have to, you know, get help from so I can get to my goal? And then the next step, which a lot of us forget, what do I need to stop doing mm-hmm. to focus on getting to those activities? And honestly, here is where it goes wrong. I see too many big things that mean so much from us that ask too much of our time, our capacity, that we just kill ourselves in trying to get there. And in the end, we don't get anywhere. Whereas if you make it more specific, more doable, more aligned with what you already know, it becomes easier. And especially when you say no. And if you can't say no, just pause it. Mm -hmm. And that really is going to help you tremendously in creating more time, but still performing and still getting results you're after. Yeah, yeah, that's so good. So I would say two things were kind of, kind of coming to my mind with that. One is, I think while a lot of us define success in our business, what that would look like, and then what growth we want in it, I think sometimes we forget to make sure we've designed, we have thought about what does success for our life look like? In other words, that's great. Now you've made you know a great income, or you've now made millions, wherever level you're at. Maybe you just started a business, but now you don't have to work for someone else. Whatever level you're at, there was a reason you chose to do this. There's a reason we're all working so hard. And it's really not that we can do more spreadsheets or we can, you know, whatever it might be, right? It's either to have lasting impact or to have more time or financial freedom. So I think, do you find that, that some people are just, we're so busy trying to build the business or the income that we forget to really reflect on what it is we want for having a um, a life that we really do love that's successful in our own definition. Yes, for sure. I'm I'm 100% with you. It's one of the reasons why my live show is called Be the CEO of Your Life. Because, you know, work is amazing. And hopefully you found something that really fulfills you and lights you up and you love to do. But It's just a part of the equation. There's so much more to life. You can't be happy if you're only working. I honestly don't believe the people that say, what's your hobby? It's work. I really think that's nonsense. There is so much more to to see, explore, do. So yeah, I am, you, you know, for the holistic approach to life and it goes beyond work. Yeah. And then do you find that people... 
the, the more higher performers um, people are now, at some point they might get good at this, but it, do we have an issue with delegating? And even if we don't have a whole team of people, right, we don't have a company, maybe we prefer to keep um, the relationships, you know, like freelancers or contractors, you know, because then you have a little more freedom. If you're not growing to a certain level, you want a lifestyle business, but are we, is that an issue too? In other words, if we would actually delegate out more from the beginning, because I'm guilty of this sometimes too. You know, I say, oh, well, I'm going to give this production to someone else, but then I keep holding on to it longer than I should. And I know that that means slower growth in one area, but I know this is a big pitfall for a lot of people. So do you see anything with that as far as a pattern's going on? Oh yeah, that's a big pattern. And and it's a huge thing. It's It has to do with control. Uh-huh. It has to do with your business being your baby, uh-huh. but it also has to do a bit with oh, I can do it myself. And then in your mind, you go quickly. But if you're being truly honest to yourself, you know that it's not your strength. Mm -hmm. I'm a very firm believer of looking at what are my true strengths? What do I love to do? What am I not so good at? So I'll give you an example. In in my corporate job, I was best friends with the IT guys. I am not a big fan of IT. Uh Never was. Now, When I started my business, at first, I really had to go like, oh, my God, I don't know how this works. I needed to figure it out. As soon as I had figured it out and I made more money, I hired someone to help me with the IT because he loves it. I don't. I can do it. And there's nothing wrong with making sure that you get all aspects of your your business, Mm -hmm. but you don't love it. And if you don't love it, you shouldn't do it. And the reason why you shouldn't do it is because, very simple, it's not making you money. You can make more money by doing something else. It's not giving you time. It's a time waster. And really, you're draining your energy by working on something that you're not good at. Because what happens? You get frustrated and then you get even slower and then you get you know you get a backlog in your other activities and and it it kind of is this negative source that pollutes the whole setup of your work so there are many reasons why i am in favor of delegating and if you truly see yourself as the ceo of your business because that's something you need to embrace the ceo mindset mm-hmm. think of it I always like to ask, so the CEO of Coca-Cola, do you think this is something he would do himself? Or Oprah Winfrey, do you think she would do this herself right now? No, of course not. Okay, so why are you doing it? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and I think think what happens too, besides the control is, is the mindset goes, oh, I'm going to do it myself until I hit a certain income level or until I, right? Or maybe we farm out certain work, but not others. And we have this perception that it's expensive to have, you know, someone in each of our camps, right? To do different, but it's actually not nowadays. You know, if you only need somebody three hours a week to do whatever work it is, you know, maybe it's help you with social media posting, maybe it's production for your live show or a podcast, but it's actually very affordable to get people, you know, because they have other clients. So you're just one person for a couple hours that that's paying them. So I think part of it is, is we just have to have this conversation more regularly. You know, if you're starting out, have a conversation with, sorry, other people and ask them, 
where are you finding a good person? Of course, there's sites like Fiverr and Upwork and you know many others that you can find people just for singular work or for project work. But then I'd also say, and obviously the higher level you get, you should be having roundtables or conversations with people about where are they finding, you know, people to yeah. help in these different areas. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just think it's so important. And I do think a lot of us can get stuck in that. You know, even if we we've, we've farmed out our delegated work, I think we often think we should hold on to some of it instead of really saying, what are the few things that I should leave on my plate? Nothing else should. You know, I think we think, oh, well, I should fill my whole week with work instead of thinking what you just said, which is, no, if it's not the work that aligns best with you, with your gifts, your talents, your energy, because a hundred percent I've found I've fell in that pitfall because I've worked in online tech for 20 years off, you know, for the most part, often on other than running my own companies. I'm very good at it, but that's not my zone of excellence. You know, as Gay Hendricks talked about, it's yeah. my zone of competence or I'm sorry, it might be my zone of excellence. It's not my zone of genius. Yes. Right. And, and I, I even see myself sometimes getting stuck in that pitfall, which is, well, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm probably better than 70% of people at this, but that doesn't mean it lights me up. Or if I do too much of it, I can a hundred percent feel my energy being drawn away, right. Yeah. From work that's yeah. actually more important. And that's where I have to start making decisions when I go, of course I can do it. And I'm actually really good at it, but, but it doesn't light me up and it doesn't actually bring me X, right? Whether it's income or fulfillment or a new client or whatnot. So yeah. I think that's something we really have to be aware of. And some people have gotten really good at that, you know, looking at every activity to do and removing any that really don't perfectly align. I mean, and of course there's times where we have to do stuff we don't want to, right? Like it's just how it is, but we want to find those patterns that are time sucks or energy sucks and start delegating those out. Yes, for sure. Yeah. 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 So tell me, uh, what about um, work-life boundaries? I mean, we've obviously been kind of talking about this, but do you find that a lot of people you work with just aren't realizing that they're bringing their work into the evenings or like what are, what's happening there and how can you do a better job of keeping um, really clear boundaries? Well, most people realize it, but at first they don't mind that much, you know, especially people who have their own business. They, they, a lot of the times there is this myth going around that if you have your own business, you have to work 24 seven. It's just a common thing. It's actually a lot of people promote it, right? Um, and that's why I think it's part of us keep doing the work that we shouldn't be doing, afraid to outsource or delegate or what have you, or even stop it altogether. Um, so at first it is kind of, they, they think it's kind of okay. But then there comes a point when they realize, you know what, my energy at the end of the day is totally gone or I don't wake up ex excited anymore. Um, and there are a couple of reasons for it. One is because simply they're doing the wrong work, like we just discussed. The other thing is we're all human, so you do need to recharge. It's the same as your phone. It needs to charge. You need to charge as well. So really yeah. take your rest. Um, they are missing out on a lot of events with family, with friends. and you know, you can only do so much and then it starts to, why would I miss it again? Um, so it there comes this point of realization, and I must be honest, for some, it never comes, but there comes this point of realization where you go like, ah, 
I wish I would do something else. And that's where the healthy boundary setting comes in. Mm-hmm. And the best tip I have when you are, you know, you're, you know, one of those high achievers that loves to work, that loves their business, but you actually want to change it. You want to become more in balance, so to say. One of the things I always tell my clients is if you really struggle with it, why don't you set an appointment with someone else? Because the very sad fact is that, for example, if I plan my evening free just for time on my own, it is very easy to ignore that time and to keep on working Mm -hmm. because The only person I have with it is me. And right then I'm working. I just continue. But if I'm meeting a friend to go to the movies or if I'm having a date night or I'm going to the gym with my friends and if I don't show, they're very disappointed. Thing is, I will stop working. So it's it's if you're struggling to set boundaries, the first thing you can do is to have someone you meeting so you actually keep the boundaries in place yeah I actually did a great interview last season with a gentleman who's run many different companies but and now he um, you know helps other men um, married men or men with children kind of really work on all the parts of their life but what was cool is he was talking about a business he had early on and he talked about some of his failures and businesses that it seemed like he had everything but it's like when he looked at the books it wasn't at all what he he was working so hard, right? Working every second. But then when he really looked at the end result, it was like, wait, what's going on here? But one thing he explained in this episode was he was working. um, I know he had a gym, but he had other businesses. He was working at one point early on, even on all day Saturdays, all day Sundays. I mean, just all his time, right? Monday through Friday, plus the weekend. But at some point he'd had enough and he decided to test, okay, I'm going to be closed for part of Sunday. You know, and this is when a lot of his business was coming in was on the weekends because of whatever type of business it was. And so he realized, wait a minute, I actually didn't have less new clients. And so slowly he started testing being closed all day Sunday. And then eventually on uh, Saturday, he actually increased his sales by being closed on the weekend. But he was so afraid because that's how it had been. And that's when people were coming in. But once again, he set bound healthy boundaries for his you know, family, for his life. And it actually improved things. But I think he had to be willing to test things out. Right? He had to be willing to try what would happen if I, I'm not open for a few hours so that I can get other things done or I can go do something with my kids. But I think a lot of us, we just have to be willing to try it. Just like you would test um, headlines for an email or, oh, what social media post is most popular? I think we're afraid sometimes when it comes to time or hours to test out, well, what would really happen if I only said I meet with my clients on Tuesdays and Wednesdays, you know, or, you know, as far as like hour long or half hour long meetings. So I think that's another thing is it's our, it's our mindset about this. Yes. Mindset is critical for sure. And a lot of um, um, people I work with and a lot of people in my network are people pleasers. And often we think that always saying yes is actually helping them, whereas it's not. It's, it's the opposite. It's the more exclusive you become, the more people want you. For example, if, if you go to a shop and they're all 
always open, when would you go? It doesn't really matter. They're always open. Yeah. If you go to a shop that's only open on very specific hours and there's a waiting line, you go like, what's happening there? I want to be there. And that's the reason why healthy boundaries will help your business as well. It will help you as owner and, you know, to recharge, but it for sure helps your business because you become more in demand. Oh, yeah, that's a really good point. I really like that. So what about, I know something you help people with and you talk about, and I do as well, because I think it really is a, a key in being productive in less time. You talk about batching our work or the types of work. Can you share anything as, uh, about that with us as we roll in, you know, we're moving into this new year. Maybe some people haven't tried that yet, or they're not doing it on a regular basis. Sure. Yeah. So there, there are a f- couple of ways to be more productive. And I really like batching. And for those who aren't familiar with this technique, um, I, I have a, an amazing giveaway where you can read it, but I will surely tell you the whole philosophy behind it. Basically, batching means that you batch things after each other. So, for example, we talked about social media, right? It can take us a long time to make social media posts. So what you could do instead is you could say, for example, on Monday, it's what I do. Monday is the day that I write. So personally, I start with my newsletter. That's the theme of the week. And then that newsletter filters into my social media posts, which is already time-saving because I know what I'm going to write about. Because I'm writing my social media posts after each other, I am in the flow of writing. It becomes easier. I already know what hashtag I'm going to use. It's, it's easy. Then I plan it in for the week, so I'm actually not having to worry about it later. But the whole thinking behind batching is that you do a repetitive task and you do it after each other. So you actually create that flow, that momentum, whereas it's easier than instead of stopping and starting again. Um, And there's a couple of philosophies behind it that I can share if you want to, but the whole thing is, Batching really works for a lot of things and you can do it with similar projects. Like I just said, um, you know, the social media posts or things that just need your attention. Like I said, a blog, a post, and then maybe a video, it's all around the same topic. Mm -hmm. Um, And I, I have to smile because I've become so passionate about this, but the philosophy behind batching, it's actually called something like Einstein time and Parkinson's law. Mm-hmm. Now, Parkinson is it's not the shaking disease, <laughs> it is, but it's something else. Parkinson's law says you take as long to finish something as the time you have. So if I have two hours to finish one social media post, well, I'm exaggerating, but I do have clients that took two hours first. You will take two hours. If you have one hour for three posts, you will do it in three posts. Yeah. Uh, sorry, you get my thing. Yeah. yeah, You do it in a shorter time period. Mm-hmm. So basically set a deadline for yourself. That's what Parkinson's law is telling you. Then Einstein said there is no concept of time. So get into the flow and forget all about time. 
When you have set a deadline, you've cleared away all distractions and all you're doing is for a certain period of time writing those social media posts or making those calls, you get into the flow and it gets easier and easier. And that's why batching is such a great thing and such a time saver. Yeah, I use it all the time in my business. And I have to say the weeks that I somehow didn't block it off that way, they do not go as well, you know, for instance, especially with like something like doing production with the podcast. If I'm doing some solo episodes, there's weeks where I can't think of a single, you know, what, what am I going to talk about? You know, I mean, I tried to have a running list, but still sometimes I've used up all the, the things. And then other times, I mean, I can think of six things I'm going to talk about, you know, for solo episodes that are coming up in the next couple months. But I find once I start recording, right, I, I do, I can get in the flow. But if I just try to out of the blue do a recording for one of those, sometimes they're very painful and I waste time because I'm not happy with what I recorded, you know, like, well, it's okay. I'm not, but I, I really find when I batch my uh, work together, I do, I get a hundred percent more into that flow state where I just don't even notice anything else. You know, I literally am just very involved in whatever work I'm doing. So mm-hmm. I a hundred percent encourage people to try it if they haven't either, you know? Um, and much like you talked about your Monday, part of your day is writing. I also do that as well. You know, so, you know, which, I mean, obviously there's some activities we might have to do daily or most days, but the, the group of work, you know, like production or writing or, um, prepping or, you know, there's all these other things. I try to block those into buckets as well or batches. So I think that's, I think that's a really good point. And I think it's a great, um, technique and process of people aren't doing it to try out in this, you know, this, this in 2022. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah. So Yvonne, let me ask you, what would be maybe your last um, two or three things you just want to share with people, you know, as we're stepping into this, you know, this new year and how we might really just uh, live our best lives and, you know, try to design our, our life around this, you know, better structure. Yeah. So, well, what I really would like to share, because a lot of you who might be listening might think, well, it all sounds great, but I have so much to do. So I will get to it once I'm done. (laughs) You're never done. Okay. So how do you go from this overwhelm of activities to really get your focus? That's a question I get a lot. Mm -hmm. And I always advise, you know what you want to achieve, right? You know where you want to go. And take the holistic approach, like we said, not just work, but include life in itself as well. And then once you know that, decide every morning or the the night before, what are my three most impactful actions for that day? Mm -hmm. Three only. And they need to be doable. So they don't take the whole day, but they need to be doable. Only three. And what you then do is you start your day with those three actions only. And I don't know whether you ever heard of um, eat your frog in the morning. Uh But it's it's basically telling you start with the thing you like the least so you can't procrastinate it. And if you start with it, your productivity will immediately get a boost because you feel amazing. You go like, oh, I can do more. And once you've done those three, a couple of things start to happen. First of all, you get your focus because if those are aligned with what you want to achieve, you get more and you make more impact. 
Second of all, it boosts your productivity so much that you might have to cut back on the hours. Well, that's a great win. And you can instantly um, see that things start to shift, especially when you say, well, these are my most impactful actions and I'm going to stop some other things. It will really have a massive impact and you will see the growth start to appear almost immediately. Mm, I love it. That is great advice. And thank you for sharing that. Yvonne, thank you so much for being with us today. It was such a rich conversation, I think, filled with so many nuggets that people can really apply to their work and, you know, their personal lives. So can you let us know how can people find you online and find out, you know, what all you have going on um, this year? Yes, of course. I would be very um, happy to connect with you. The best way to find me is basically my website, which is amazeyourself.com and you write it amaze-yourself.com. And I offer always a free chat with people if you want to know how you can save at least 20% time, because I can guarantee that. Ask for a a 30-minute chat and I will tell you the three time savers straight away. Wonderful. Thanks again for being with us and Happy New Year. Thank you. What I loved about the conversation today with Yvonne is that this is exactly why I created the show. It's to help all of us step into life with just zest and excitement, enthusiasm, and it's so that we can see we can work and have success, but we don't have to spend all of our time working. And we should really plan in the things that are important to us, the priorities, so that we then fit in work in the time we have left. And I just want to share this little idea or quote from you from Jordan Lee Dooley in her book, Own Your Every Day. She says, Sisters, we've got to be brave enough to deal with the dirt in our lives, not by covering it up, not by covering it up, but by digging right into it. We've got to stop the surface level show we put on to prove ourselves. That only tears down our confidence, eats away at our faith and distracts us from the life we're made for. If you want to break through barriers, you've got to break ground. In other words, if you want to build something beautiful with your one wild and magnificent life, you've got to go beneath the surface. You've got to start in the heart. And just like we talked about today on this episode, we really do have to get clear on what our priorities are, what are our values, and then build our both our business and our personal lives around that. So I just want to leave you with this today and I will see you back here. Uh, next episode. Once again, thanks for listening to the podcast. And if you enjoyed the podcast, we would love it if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts because that helps us get discovered by more people. We'd also love your feedback. So email me at Kristen at KristenFitch.com or DM me on Instagram. I'm at Kristen Fitch. And let me know what ideas or ideas for shows or for guests that you have. I would love to hear from you. 